someone once told me time is a flat circle. If everything we've ever done or will do, we're gonna do over and over and over again. Hello, I'm Kelly. Hey, I'm Michael. We're brother and sister, self-proclaimed armchair detectives. It's officially fall, y'all. And we're your hosts for the Flat Circle Podcast. So today's episode has us discussing one of the music mysteries that shocked and saddened the nation. Bob Marley, the poet and absolute master, music legend, who single-handedly brought popularity and notoriety to musical genres like reggae, ska, rock steady, was shot. His music was more than entertaining. He sang about peace, equality, ending war, and spreading kindness. He spoke about the legalization of marijuana, all in celebration of his Rastafarian religious roots. However, one question in history still remains to this day. Who shot Bob Marley? Now, before we begin the story, it's important to point out that Bob Marley actually didn't die from the gunshot we're about to talk about. Actually, he didn't die until May 11th of 1981 from an aggressive form of skin cancer. This story, however, is about the mystery that surrounds the events of his attempt to murder in 1976. Bob Marley's career in music began in 1963. He formed a band called Bob Marley and the Wailers. Their first album, The Wailing Wailers, was released in 1965 and featured songs like One Love, People Get Ready. These songs were instant hits and launched Bob Marley and his band to global recognition. One love. Bob Marley wasn't just a musician, he was a peaceful protester, and his music became actually the voice of the Jamaican nation for peace and hope during a very politically violent time in Jamaica. In the 1950s, tensions started to build between the Rastafarian community in Jamaica and the British colonial government. In 1958, many Rastafarian people were evicted from their homes, arrested from public and private venues, all for the possession of marijuana or cannabis, which was an herb used as a religious sacrament in the Rastafarian faith. The Rastafarians continued to fight back. The Jamaican national motto is, out of many, one people. This is the vision that Bob Marley based a lot of his music on. Bob Marley and the Whalers officially disbanded around 1974, though Bob Marley quietly put together another band to continue his music. In 1976, Bob Marley was all set to perform at the Smile Jamaica concert. This concert was aimed to bring peace and harmonic vibes to Jamaica's otherwise torrential and violent political climate. However, at 8.30 p.m. in the evening on December 3rd, 1976, only two days before the concert, a group of masked gunmen stormed Bob Marley's safe house while they were rehearsing in the recording studio. First, the gunmen shot Bob Marley's wife in the head. Then they made their way to the studio. Interestingly enough, the band was recording, I Shot the Sheriff during the time of the assassination attempt. Bob 
Marley was thinking about adding horn players to the recording of I Shot the Sheriff. Deep in thought, he stepped out of the recording studio and made his way down to the kitchen to get a snack. When all of the sudden, a hand came through the doorway holding a 38 revolver. The gunman fired immediately, aiming for Marley's heart. Thankfully, the bullet skidded off of his chest and hit him in the arm instead. His manager, Don Taylor, quickly grabbed him and brought him down to the floor at that moment. The gunman fired again, but this time at Don Taylor and hit him in the leg. Another bland employee nearby, the, by the name of Luis Griffin, was shot in the torso. The gunman left shortly thereafter. Bob Marley, his wife Rita Marley, manager Don Taylor, and employee Luis Griffin all survived their gunshot wounds. Thankfully, the gunmen were terrible shots. With all the political strife and injustices happening in Jamaica at the time, the assassination attempt forever changed Bob Marley. He played the Smile Jamaica concert as scheduled and even ended up doing a 90-minute set. However, shortly after, Marley and his wife left Jamaica and headed for England to live out the rest of their days. Yeah, I thought this case was really interesting because they actually caught the two people who they think shot Bob Marley. And then I believe they sentenced these gentlemen to death. But they're not sure that these were actually the guys who killed Marley. But they were saying <laughs> what they confessed was that the CIA actually gave them money and cocaine and other things in exchange for killing Marley. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is pretty crazy. I, I think there's a few things that are crazy in all this. It's kind of crazy, right? So his wife ended up being shot in the head and she survived, which holy shit. I know, right? Let's just look at all this, how lucky everything turned out to be for Bob Marley and, you know, at this time. So basically he was going to play in a fucking Smile Jamaica concert, right? Can't get any happier than a Smile Jamaica concert. And... He uh, he was in, per in preparation for that. His wife gets shot in the head, fucking survived somehow. The gunmen were horrible fucking shots. It just so happened his manager was there to grab him, get him on the ground in time. And the, the luckily, there was not enough bullets because I was reading there was not enough bullets. So they basically ran out of bullets. They were terrible fucking shots, the gunmen. So Bob Marlena's manager, Don Taylor, walked away with, you know, very, um, very mild injuries. And, the, and then Bob Marley being the fucking boss that he is says hey man i'm still gonna do this fucking concert and in, in spite and in, in, as a fuck you to those guys who shot him did a 90 minute set on top of that um oh, at, yeah. the, at that smile jamaica concert i mean there was so much here so much strife so much too much intense bullshit and then yet he comes out smiling in the end of it i mean just wow Absolutely oh, I incredible. know. And and his short time on Earth, because he died fairly young. I think it was uh, the age 30, of 36. 36, yeah. And I he made such a, a giant impact that even to this day, Bob Marley is still making that impact. And I freaking love it because they tried to silence his voice. They tried to stop him from saying what he had to say. And he said and sang everything that he had to say. His music's still powerful to this day. I don't know if you ever, if you ever listened to like the redemption song, um, three bird, three little birds. I love that song. You know, he has so many good songs. And if you ever look at the lyrics and listening to these songs, you get, you get what he's saying. And back in the 1940s, when um, I, I want to say that the British, um, they, 
I don't know if they, they had the Jamaican territory or whatever. And they had the Jamaican, there was a lot of strife between the Jamaican Labor Party and the People's National Party. And, you know, we also had the CIA involved and, you know, all of these things. And here we have Bob Marley, this man who wanted to bring, who wanted to shine a light onto all the strife happening to his fellow Rastafarians. And he was doing it in such a peaceful but impactful way, you know, yeah. which which kind of makes you say that the pen truly is mightier than the sword. And you know what I think is even weirder. So basically, the guy who supposedly the the perpetual the so we're talking about the mystery of this case. We're talking about why this case is so fucking crazy. And um, it's not even a case. I mean, it's basically just a moment in time. And we felt like we would bring you this case because it does show like after, you know, after something terrible happens, there is hope and there is there is more, you know, there is there is goodness. There is that, you know, there is rainbow at the end of a storm. And and Bob Marley is the is the essence of that. So when you look at the people who who shot Bob Marley. And this is the thing that I think is so crazy. You can't really find a whole lot of information on him, right? No, you so can't. when RFK, when Robert F, uh, Robert F Kennedy was was assassinated, Saran Saran, everybody knows and he was just released by the way. His name was all over the place. When Lee Harvey Oswald, the perpetual supposedly killed JFK. His name was all over. When James Earl Ray shot Martin Luther King, I mean, the same thing. There's always, you could hear so much, you know, just as much about the per- the victim of the shooting as you do the person who actually shot him. Now, the fact that Bob Marley didn't die, I think that's why we don't hear a lot about these people, um, about the guys who tried to kill Bob Marley. But um, mainly it was the guy named was like Lester Koch. And they think he was like part of a um, kind of like a uh, like a, the part of the Jamaican mob. Like a, he was a Jamaican mobster um, and he had Yardie's connection in the United States. And the Yardie's connection is basically a Jamaican gang. And then anyway, so Lester Koch, I think he ended up being murdered later on in his life. But it's funny, you don't really Really hear much about the shooting you do hear about how there was an assassination attempt on bob marley but you don't really hear about the men behind it right so i always thought that was weird which kind of gives claim to what if this guy was right what if the cia were involved in potentially trying to take out bob marley I feel like the CIA's fingers are probably involved in everything and not such a good way. And and maybe this will put a target on my back. Who fucking knows? But I'm just going to put it out there. I think there are powers that be that that's their whole thing is to create strife and to put st- you know, put things like this, this violence, political violence, political strife, I can definitely draw a parallel to today because the PNP parties or the PNP and the JLP parties in Jamaica had this very Hatfield McCoy style blood feud. Okay. So the followers of the PNP hated the followers of the JLP and, and, you know, and so on and so forth. I feel like I can draw a, a, a very deep parallel today between Republicans and Democrats. And it really makes you want to get outside of these political parties and take a look and go, where is the good of the people in all of this power struggles? Where's the good of the people? And that's where I find Marley's, uh, you know, Bob Marley's songs to be so inspirational, because I believe that his songs were about taking the power back and putting it to the people and kind of saying like, hey, we can all get what we want here. We can all live peacefully here. But you know how it goes, Mike, somebody's always got to fuck somebody. It just seems like that's the way of the world. Yeah, and you can find that, especially in the times where, I mean, this was right before the cocaine burst of the 80s, right? So yeah. you had a lot of 
of, I mean, the CIA were heavily involved in, you know, kind of snuff it, you know, help, you know, they were trying to infiltrate a lot of these places. Yep. And there, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, if you watch Narcos, I mean, you can see where the where America was not only trying to help the co- the war on drugs, but they were also instigating it too in some in some fashion. Yeah. Um, making certain deals to catch certain guys, letting you know they wanted certain nations to rival each other. There was there was a lot of kind of weird fucking things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of instances. You mentioned JFK, and at some point, I would love to do an episode on on the assassination of JFK because think about it like this. So I was reading one of my spiritual books. And um, a past life regression therapy session with this person came back and they they wanted to see if this person could, in spirit form, Mm -hmm. look at who shot John F. Kennedy, what happened during those days, you know, during during that day in Dallas, they came back and said that there were two shooters shooting at him. And that was a theory that I haven't heard discussed yet. Um, that the, that one of the shooters was Lee Harvey Oswald and right. the other shooter was another like somebody from Cuba. And they were both with the communist regime. So this was a communist plot. But I also wonder if the CIA wasn't involved, if the mafia wasn't involved. Remember, the Kennedys had pretty deep ties to the mafia. And John F. Kennedy had appointed his brother as the attorney general who had a hard on for Al Capone. And he was out to get Capone, whereas the mafia was telling John um, JFK's father, like, hey, you need to stop this shit. And he tried, but John F. Kennedy was, I think, a little bit more of a pure soul, in my opinion. He didn't succumb to that. And, yeah. and neither did Bob Marley. And you talk about these two, and neither did Martin Luther King. You talk about these three men in history who have so done so many good things for the world um, mm-hmm. and how their legacy stands today and the bravery, you know, I don't know. It's that in that moment, it's, it's, it's so inspirational when you think about it, but you also have to, you know, turn the other eye to organizations like the CIA. Um, you have these paid mercenaries, et cetera. You know, that someone's fingers is always in the pot. That's just well, what I feel. It you know, is. No matter it, what, when it comes to political strife, you know, that there are people out there just like the puppet masters pulling all the strings. Well, that's and and you're right, and that's you know, and that's why Bob Marley said peaced out of Jamaica and went to England yeah. because he realized between what you were saying about the JLP and the PNP, there was there was this. Ha- I love that you use that scenario because that's exactly what it was like. Or I love that you use that example because that's exactly what it was like. It was you had two sides that could just not get along and basically you had this guy Bob Marley in the middle who was like you know fuck about fuck the politics let's talk about peace love let's happiness let's helping one another and that's something that during that time in Jamaica which we said in the beginning of the episode where it was it was a lot of strife it was a lot of hardships in Jamaica and you had somebody one of their own born in Jamaica coming up and being like this you know let's let's you know Let's get together and, you know, feel all right. You know, he talked about one love and God, his music was just so inspiring. And 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 kind of looking at this now, I don't know if you ever read. Well, I know I haven't read um, and I know you would have mentioned this if you had read. um, It's called Catch a Fire. There's a book by this author named Timothy White called Catch a Fire. And he claimed in this book, and this is the only one that's really come out with facts about what could have, you know, what happened behind the shooting. Oh, yeah. He claimed uh, that the information he received from the JLP and the PMP uh, that he 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 got in, he infiltrated those, and he and he got information from these two groups uh, from officials, as well as um, he also helped uh, get a lot of information 
information from U.S. law enforcement officials that uh, led him to believe that um, Carl By, uh, B-Y-A-H, um, but they, they called him Mitchell. He was actually one of the shooters at um, uh, this house that Bob Marley was in, and he was a JLP gunman. And he was and from all this info, he said that he was contracted by the CIA to organize the Marley shooting. And that Lester Coco I mentioned earlier was one of the gunmen. His actually name, um, they, they call them um, like his name just so they can cover it up at the time was called Jim Brown. And that uh, he led the charge in the Hope Road um, in, in a lot of these uh, these torn communities. And he the, he was one of the ones. So this Carl Baia and this and this Lester Koch were the ones that helped organize this group and infiltrate to kill Bob Marley. So they were saying that Bob Marley was a definite problem for the jail for the JLP and the PNP. They were he was a definite problem and he made their organizations weaker by spreading love and peace. And that's so fucking sad. And they try to snuff him out doing this by creating these gunmen. And it's funny because when these gunmen when these gunmen and did what they did a lot of them a lot of these gunmen either died in the streets um later on or some of them were were actually executed they were tried and executed for various other crimes not just the attempt on bob marley's uh life and the others i mean they were they had time for that but they ended up getting executed these other gunmen got executed for other crimes to kind of go into the whole thing i do think and to our music mystery episode here i really do think that there was some fuckery going on. Whether the CIA was involved, CIA was involved is hard. Um, but this book by Timothy White, Catch Catch a Fire, really does describe some of the officials he talked to and saying that the CIA CIA did instigate this matter into taking down Bob Marley because they were in cahoots with the JLP and the PMP, trying to they were trying to get something out of them. So, and what they wanted was Bob Marley assassinated. You know what I mean? So it's it, like Bob Marley was a pawn in this whole thing. Isn't it interesting though? Isn't it interesting? Here's a guy who's like, I'm not on anyone's side. I just want peace and love and hope because we're all connected and we all can love each other that that was a threat that yeah. that was a threat i mean that just kills me and i think it's a threat because it's you're an individualist and you're using your individual mind and you're not you're not soaking up the words of this you know the pnp party and you're not soaking up the words of the, the jpl party you are literally just saying why does any of this matter we're all connected we can all get what we want. It's just about love and respect, the universal laws. And, and in a small country um, in, in Jamaica, that could happen, right? I mean, you could find somebody who could rise up for a peace movement. And in America, that has tried. That has People have tried to do peace movements so many times throughout our history in America. But yeah. the thing is, America is so large and they're so, they're so conflicting arguments and there's so so many conflicting beliefs that it is really hard for one person to stand above all and to try to lead a peace movement there have been many who have tried but no matter what evil always infiltrates these groups there's good and there's bad right i mean they're meant to be good but somehow the bad gets inflicted into these groups to where bad things end up happening yeah so there is no true peace movement even the black panther party didn't start out they started out as a peaceful movement yep it just got progressively fucking bad and criminal the more they went and it's because the bad always finds a way to infiltrate people want there are people out there who want to see the world burn or they want to see they want to see destruction and those people find a way to get into history and it's sad it's sad i mean i was reading stuff it about 
I was reading something recently about the Columbine murder, the Columbine massacre um, in 99. And, you know, the one thing on those assassins minds, on those shooters minds, they kept saying that we're going to be going go down in history. And some people don't care how they are revealed, how they are thought of in history, that, but they want to be remembered. And that's a very sad way to be remembered, of it course. But it just shows the mindset of people, no matter what, about people being very egotistical people being very me oriented and they're not they're not they don't care how they are portrayed just that they are portrayed i think that kind of gives us to today's matters where that that, yeah there's probably a million bob marley's out there but there will never be that movement again um and especially in the social media age where people just want to be noticed people just want to they want to be have the last word, the last joke, the last, you know what I mean? They want to open people. They want the views. They want the likes. I mean, it's just very at this time when Bob Marley lived and I guess died, it was truly pure, you know, and I think that's something to be said for Bob Marley. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, the other thing, too, I want to say to your comment, like there will never be another peace movement. I have to disagree with that because I really think right now, or at least from what I've seen and, you know, like I'm getting into all the spirituality stuff and really kind of like, you know, connecting to the creator and connecting to the forces in the universe. I think there is an underground movement right now that is happening to help raise the vibration of this planet. And I don't know if you guys can, you know, if you're interested in raising the vibe of this planet join this underground movement i mean it's essentially people are figuring ways outside of like the mainstream norm to connect with our purpose here and what it is that we're doing here and the things that we're meant to be doing and how to connect with spirituality in a way that is true and authentic and i think yeah you're right mike like everything when you look at on earth is very egoic and um you know even the cia having their fingers and everything like that's egoic that's not spiritual that's not enlightened that's not you know that's that's trying to create chaos for for as a means to an end or something and Mm. uh I'm not good with that. So yeah, I I think that there is an underground movement trying to raise the vibration of this planet. And I feel so confident that that will happen. I think that good will win out over the darkness and every single time. That's how I feel. Yeah. I, I And yeah, and I don't think like, I, I mean, I guess I shouldn't have said there will never be a peace movement, but there will never be a peace movement in terms of what Bob Marley did. Oh, right. Um, he, well, he brought so much awareness that I think people didn't have at the time. Where, like you said, now that we're in the age of social media, well, shit, <laughs> we've got awareness of all kinds of things now that we didn't have back then. And I think that, yeah, it, it definitely puts people into a more fractured state of what their beliefs are you know what i mean and and i think that's why people have these like you know your identity politics and stuff because i think everybody is trying to make sense of what is happening in this world especially now exactly and to this day rita marley who was who was shot she she's still living i mean she's still she's still kicking yeah she's still doing good and hopefully continuing to spread on his legacy Absolutely. Okay. So everybody reach out. We love hearing from you. You can hit us up on social media at Flat Circle Podcast on Facebook and Instagram or email us at Flat Circle Podcast One at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We are so grateful for you all. If this is your first time, welcome. We hope that you will join us for future episodes. Until next time, stay kind, stay curious, and always, always, always question the world around you. One love, everybody. One love. Thank <laughs> you.